Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. It is episode 9 of The Doctor and the Blog, brought to you by myself, Derek Chai Media. Hope you guys are having a great day, and as usual, if you are enjoying my podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you left me a comment in whatever platform you're listening to this to, a star rating, and a subscription if you want to be notified when my next episode drops. So on this blazingly hot Tuesday morning here in Sydney, Australia, it's the 12th of November, so not officially even summer yet, and we've got bushfires all over the place, we've got catastrophic fire conditions predicted today, everyone's on tilt. I just wanted to ask a question. For those of you who live in potentially or actual drought-stricken areas in the world, what methods, what practices is your community doing to conserve water and to ensure the supply of fresh drinking water? Now, it's been a long ongoing situation here in Australia, and especially over the last few years. It's been a number of years since our major dam, which is Warragamba in Sydney. It was, it's been a few years now since that dam was full to the point that they were considering all sorts of options like allowing some of it to spill out so it wouldn't have flow and all this kind of stuff. We are now currently sitting at about 47% capacity and the water capacity of this dam has dropped from something like 64, 65% in the last 12 months down to the 47, so it's dropped 18% a year. Like, I'm no scientific expert, I'm no geologist or whatever, but I would imagine that as the dams get emptier and emptier, it's going to be more susceptible to evaporation and water loss and stuff like that. And the fact that Sydney has not received any significant rain for months and months and months, this worries me. And I think within a couple of years, if nothing changes, I think Sydney's going to run out of water. And that's basically it. There are a lot of communities in Australia now that's already run out of water. And you can see it's not a difficult thing. You don't have to be a mathematician, you don't have to be a Rhodes Scholar to realize that if you use more water than there is coming in, at some point you're going to run out. I just don't see any other logical, reasonable explanation of what's about to happen. And people argue all, all these things about global warming and weather cycles, that this is just part of a longer 10 20 year water cycle and then at some point it's going to start bucketing again and everything's going to be full and everything's going to be great i don't know that you can rely on this data and this historical figures to show that this is going to happen things have changed in the last 20 years we've put a lot more stress on the environment we've taken the environment for granted we're using a lot of stuff and as the population expands we just don't have the capacity to renew these resources and at some point things are going to run out. Like I'm all for electric cars and things like that because that's going to help reduce the use of carbon-based fuels, but that's going to take a long time for acceptance. You look at things like Tesla, yeah they look cool, but they're so dang expensive that it's going to take a lot of time for electric cars to, to, to gain general acceptance in the community. And right now the effect it's having on the environment is so small that it's unappreciated. And that's exactly what the mentality of most people these days is anyhow. It's like, 
I'm one person, there's like how many million people living in Australia. If I just let the tap run, it's not going to make a big difference. If I break the rules, there's a water restriction. If I break the rules and I start watering the garden when I'm not supposed to, I'm one person. It's not going to make a difference. All this kind of mentality does not help. Because what happens is, is you know in the back of your mind that no matter how much you follow the rules, someone else is going to break them. And it's that, it's that mentality is like, if I let my garden die, and all the grass die because I don't water my garden, my next door neighbor is going to just have a live garden because he's going to be using water anyway, irrespective of what I do. So heck, I might as well do it as well. And hence, it just compounds the problem. So bearing in mind that humanity is like this, we tend to be selfish. We tend to think that whilst everything that happens around us makes it unfair for us, we don't make the appropriate compensation to do our bit to protect the environment. What can we do to ensure the safety of the water supply in our country? The logical explanation, which seems so obvious to me, is a few things. And I'm not trying to be political, I'm just trying to state my point because I just don't understand. And if someone's able to explain in detail why this is, I'd love to hear from you because I just want to get my head around this whole situation. Is I've made some not I've noticed some things. We've got dams in areas where it doesn't rain. So the catchments don't catch anything because it's been in drought for ages. I know it's impractical. If you look, most of the rain that falls in Sydney falls on the coast. Places like the eastern suburbs, places like the northern beaches, there are no dams there. We've got a dam in Warragamba, which is out west. The catchment's all out west in the Blue Mountains and so forth, and it doesn't rain there. That's number one. Two, there are places, and even in Sydney, where in the greatest, in the worst of all droughts, there are times when it buckets down. What is happening to that water? Well, it sure isn't going into the dams, and it's sure not going into the catchments. What it is, it's running into the ocean, and it's been wasted. Nobody makes use it. It goes down the stormwater drains, goes straight into the ocean, doesn't go anywhere near our drinking supply. Three, there are places in Australia which gets, and inappropriately almost, it's like an absolutely amazing amount of rain. Far more than it's required for, to sustain that community. But yet there is no infrastructure to channel this water and bring it to other communities that need it. Like, my simple philosophy is, Catch it in a big dam somewhere in the Northern Territory where it buckets for half the year. Get some massive pipe, just like you would with, with gas or whatever, and channel it down to the southern states where you might need it. Now, yeah, that seems obvious to me that I'm sure there are going to be people who come and say how difficult that is, how impractical that is, how expensive that is, and all that kind of stuff, which I understand and I appreciate it. But what we need to realise is that we are running out of time. Even if this was possible, even if you can choose this, do some humongously long pipe that channels all the rainwater from somewhere where it rains up in as far north Queensland or whatever, in the tropics, and you channel all that water down to Sydney, Melbourne, wherever there is not as much rain. Even if you could build it, it's going to take a long time to build. And I really think that we're running out of time. 
By the time the water supply gets down to 25% and you go, oh, geez, we better start building this stuff and it takes five years to build it, we're out of water. Where are we going to get this water? It's all good and well to say that the farmers are having to pay all this money to buy water to ship it in. But where does this water come from? We're not harvesting rainwater to sell to the farmers. We're just pinching it from another area, which is still in drought, but just not as bad. You see what I mean? It's just, there's no foresight, there's no planning. And again, as I said, some scientists, some environmental expert is going to tell me how silly, how impractical my questions are. Bear in mind, I'm not the person paid to look after the environment. I'm not the one who's expertly trained to deal with these factors. Should these people not, one, not come up with these ideas, and two, should the government or the people in power to make these decisions not listen to these experts and find out how we are going to save this country and the rest of the world? What are we going to do when there's no water? got some desal plant which supplies like 15% of the drinking water in Sydney. What about the other 85% of these Sydney people? It's okay to say that all your garden's going to die, you're not allowed to water anything and all this kind of stuff. But that's not going to fix the problem because even with those measures we are still going to run out of water. They're talking about like 2021 or something if it continues this rate, the water will stop flowing into Warragamba Dam. What happens then? We keep increasing our population. We keep using up all our precious resources. But at the same time, we have nothing to replenish. And this is what worries me. This is what makes me concerned about what my children are going to be dealing with 30 years from now. Somebody has to come up with a plan and somebody may better damn well make a decision soon because as we know, in the political environment that we have, it takes so long to get anything through. It takes so long just to get something started. And the amount of time it takes to build something of significance that's going to help the situation, we're talking years. And we don't have years. So that's the end of my little rant today. I know it's not a very interesting topic. I know that's something that we don't think much about, but it is a real problem. It's, as I said, going to be 36, 37 degrees today. They're calling it catastrophic fire conditions. They've closed national parks. They've closed schools. They know that there's a problem. But yet we're sitting on our hands and doing nothing until the problem becomes unsolvable. Anyhow, I want you guys to have a really safe day. Remember, drink heaps of water if you're in a, in a hot area. Stay safe. Keep an eye out. Make sure there's if anything suspicious you see, you report it to the authorities immediately because we cannot afford to have any more outbreaks here. So remain creative, and I'll hope to catch you and talk to you again real soon, and have a great day. See ya.